Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your intrepid Game Master Tom, and this is Episode 4, Den of Snakes. A quick shout out to our sponsor for the season, the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop Software. And as always, thank you listeners for joining us on our crazy campaign. If you'd like to help out the show, give us a rating or quick review on iTunes or your favorite player. That'll help get our adventures noticed by others. In our last adventure, the heroes explored two old towers and found something called a Master Gear. They passed by the farms of Bottom Hill and saw a lot of construction happening by an organized outfit of workers and guards. Deciding to leave that hornet's nest alone, our heroes went off in search of a missing girl in the hands of a witch. How will the heroes find this secluded witch? Will the missing girl be found in time? And what is going on at the Bottom Hill Farms? The adventure begins. Our heroes have been traveling for days in the Serian forest, making their way after this fabled swamp witch. They believe she has been taking locals and children for some nefarious plot or plan and have been on the hunt for her. Using only a vague, crudely drawn map from a gnome they do not trust with some arrow heads poked through to mark some landmarks that no one's ever been to, it's been a bit of a wandering back and forth, but you think you're trying to make your way there. The forest fades away a little bit. Density of the trees becomes a little more sparse. They're tall trees, but they're a little bit farther away from each other. The ground sometimes gets a little rockier. You are well off the beaten path. You haven't seen anyone since you've left Edlin home and have been traveling together for quite a while. I need whoever is using the map and leading the group to make a survival roll. Who would that be? Would you like me to continue to yes. do that? Riding the horse, yeah. <laughs> the one guy riding the horse. 18. And there's been several hiccups, but you've made, you think, decent time, and you think you have, you're on the right track. There's an initial point, let's say, that Portmer did when you were last at the home, and you've kind of passed that. Got a little bit lost yesterday, backtracked, but you feel you're making some sort of progress. When several of you hear off in the distance... A whale sound. Not a whale sound, but a whale sound. <laughs> Someone wailing? Someone wailing, yes. They're harpooning on a rowboat. And so no, you hear, We're near the ocean. <laughs> you hear someone wailing. We went too far. But it sounds odd uh, and a, a rich, deep wail. I don't know if anyone's ever used those words before in their lives. And it sounds uh, sad and pitiful. Maybe a little spooky, you're not sure. Or maybe sad, you're not sure. And it is coming from a cliffside, not too far off from where you're headed uh, to the top left. You certainly don't have to go out of your way, or you certainly can. And that is the only thing out of the ordinary you've encountered in the last three days. I'm sure it's nothing. Let's keep going. Is that what Carahel would say? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Guilt's the prima donna riding the horse. You're right. Let us pray. Oh, God. <laughs> he brings you in for a quick prayer, and you guys uh, head off towards the sound then, yes? Of course. All right, of course. You head off 
you are approaching this cliff face. It's maybe, it's a cliff of small stature, 25 feet or so. It's fragmented rock. Uh, the ground's loose. There's just a few trees there. And as you approach, you can see there is a man hanging upside down on the cliff face with his back against the cliff, uh, just wailing and being just totally despondent. And he appears to just be completely trapped, unable to do anything. You don't know how long he's been there. And this man is about 20 feet tall or so. He is a hill giant. And he is sobbing upside down, his arms just barely touching the ground, but unable to do much of anything. His big pudgy body wrapped up in rope around uh, his big fat ankles. Tears are still streaming down, upside down, going uh, down his forehead, uh, off of his head and hitting the ground. So, question really quick. So he's 20 feet tall. The cliff face is how tall? About 25, 30 so feet. So he's like five feet off the ground. His head is like upside down, yeah. five feet off the ground. So he's like eye level. He's just barely able to, his fingers are barely able to touch are the ground. hill giants known to be super aggressive? They're known to be aggressive when hungry. This one's probably pretty hungry. I'll, I'll get within 10 feet. You uh, start crunching up oh. these rocks. How are you, good sir? Probably not very well. Can we help you out? The giant blinks and looks up, hanging upside down and says, Yes, help, Jark, you help, Jark. How, how, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get you down. How did you get into this position? Shark tricked. You, you get Shark out. Blood, blood gathered in Shark's head. Idrisal takes his bow out and shoots the rope. Oh, cool. Make a, just a 120-sided die roll just for coolness sake. He fires one arrow. <laughs> Don't roll a one. <laughs> that would be a uh, 16. Just, just one roll is a 16? Okay, yeah. that's, that's a hit. Uh, you hit the rope, it splits, and he crashes down to the ground, onto his head, rolls up into a ball, and gets is just there on his knees, this giant shape who dwarfs a dwarf as a man, let alone a hill giant. So you're like triply dwarf. Dwarf. And... <laughs> Uh, he shakes his head. Oh, Chark's head. Oh, Chark, I am, uh, I am Ignal. Good to meet you. He looks you dead in the eye from his head on the ground position and says, Chark, good to meet dwarf. And he gives you a pat on the upper chest and sends you rolling about 10 feet backwards. I'll uh, get, uh, get up and brush myself off and walk towards him. How, how long have you uh, been up there? Oh, too long, Chark saved. And he goes over and just takes a half a step towards you as he gets onto his knees and grabs a hold of you and pulls you in for a big hug as though you are his favorite stuffy. Oh, he him. hugs and hugs. I will love him and call him Chark. <laughs> no, I'm Chark great, Chark, Chark happy, Chark happy. I'll like pat him, I don't know. Chark dizzy, Chark happy. Can you, okay, okay, can you, I'm not a big fan of heights. Can you put, put me back on the ground, please? He gives you a kiss that does not smell good on the top of your head 
and then puts you down. He smacks his lips, but thinks better of anything as yeah. he is very grateful. And he puts you on the ground. Are, are you, you hungry, sir? Yeah, Chalk, very hungry. I have some, a couple provisions here and I'll give him like some eats everything instantly. meat or something, whatever we have. More for Chalk. This is all we have. We can, this is all we can spare, sir, but it should get you, uh, you know, What, what about that one? You can't eat any of us. He points at the horse. No, 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 that's our <laughs> horse. That's, that's Edward. What about that one? He points above the horse. No, no, you can't eat any of us. That's not nice. We, we got you down after all. And he sits down and uh, eats all that food very, very quickly. Idrisol puts his bow back around his shoulder. Who did this to you, Chalk? Chalk tricked by snakes. Snakes tricked Chalk. A snake tricked you? Lots, lots little snakes crawling and creeping in forest. Which way did they go, Chark? The s- snakes, snakes trick Chark for for days and days. They they take Chark's food. They they harass Chark's sleepy time. But snakes don't have hands, Chark. How did they tie you up? They snakes tied Chark up with rope at night. But they they- trick Chark and fight and. How did snakes tie you up? They don't have any hands. They have many hands. Are we talking about snakes for real? Because every snake I've seen, they don't have hands. He puts his big, huge hand about four and a half feet off the ground. Snakes. Oh, that's big snake. Maybe sneaks. Is it is it people that sneak? Is it sneakers? Sneaks. Xander's a little nervous next to this big guy. <laughs> where do where do you hail from, uh, Chark? Chark from this forest whose name is Serian Serian Forest. No, he doesn't know that's Chark from Woods. Oh, that's where we're headed. Do you know of uh? We're looking for uh, a lady in a in a swamp. Swamp Witch. Yeah, her. Do you, you have you met her? Shark, no Swamp Witch. Swamp Witch mean. She's been mean to you. Oh, mean to Shark. Oh, that's no good. We're gonna go be mean to her. Yay for little ones. Shark, <laughs> if you come with us, we'll give you more food. What, what food? I'm a very good hunter. What about that one? He says, motioning towards Killian and the horse combined. No, you can't, no eat, you can't eat any of us. Come on, we've been over that. Oh, you, you, Chalk, Chalk helps, Chalk help. Okay. Can you show us the way? Chalk helps with way. After you help Chalk. What do you need, Chark? Chark needs snakes, Chad. Snakes creepy crawls. You said the snakes are in the woods too? Snakes are in the creepy crawls. Too small for Charks. Uh, <laughs> creepy crawlers, where's the creepy crawl? Chark shows and he picks up the dwarf and oh, walks away with him. Yeah. 
Dong, 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 dong. Killian and Edward keep a safe distance. Okay. From, um, You're bringing up Char- the rear? Yeah. A distant rear? Yeah. Ah, geez. Edgesil's just going to follow along. Okay. Uh, you follow along. He has you, uh, Iggy, chomping, the smashing through the woods, pushing trees aside. And it's just you're the, the white-dressed maiden in King Kong kind of scene. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, he's dragging you around and uh, says, uh, Dwarf strong fighter? I, I am, I am. Dwarf soft, no metal. He, pu- he pushes hard on your belly with a finger. I don't need metal. You don't have any metal on you. Are you a strong fighter? He pushes your face towards his belly for you to pu- poke at I, him. I- Poke him okay. in the belly. <laughs> it's a weird exchange yeah. as your friends arrive. And just was walking next to him with his hand on his eyes. Just, oh my god. See, no no metal on you, no metal, no metal on Igno, no metal on Chark. We're strong, strongest warriors. And he says, Yeah, Chark, strong warrior with war. Woo! <laughs> and he throws you up into the air in celebration. You Let's go see. 10, 20, 30 feet up into the air, hitting a few branches on the way up. And then you start your gentle journey down. Branch, 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 branch. Am I going to get caught? And he reaches out and catches you. You take one point of blunt damage from all of those tree branches hits. Yay for Chark and Dwarf. That's not comfortable, Chark. Please don't throw me up anymore. Jix, did you know that he could speak such good giant? I... No. You are taken, Iggy, Further and further away, your friends are having to catch up. You guys got to go a little quick, although Killian's certainly taking a sweet time. You're just following the path of carnage mm-hmm, on the way. Yep. Uh, the forest here is less green and lush and more dry. A couple, a bunch of uh, more rock-related stuff, some drier bushes. Um, is it getting drier and drier as we're heading towards whatever spot? Uh, a little, just letting you know the environment. It's been like that for the last half day. Okay. And you approach some hills that are made of lots of these, uh, just covered in whitish sliding rocks that are a little hard to move through. He just goes through them with ease. And uh, more broken, uh, fractured, mini cliff faces like he was attached to. And he then hunkers down behind a huge boulder and is still sticking out behind it. And he puts you, Iggy, down on the ground next to him. Chalk, finds snakes, creepy crawlies in there. And he points between uh, two different little hills. Why can't, why, why can't you go between, is it like, is it a cave or why can't he you go in there? You can't see, you don't oh. know. Okay, how, how many? You said lots of these sn- snakes? Lots, lots snakes outside. Shark smash snakes outside. And, and dwarf, dwarf friends, get snakes inside. Then, then you best friends with Chark, and Chark helps. Okay. And I kind of look at the rest of the group, and like, and I start walking towards the, where he pointed. Chark, you have to promise you don't leave, and you protect us, okay? He grabs you, picks you up to his eye level, and says, Shark promise, with his breath just right in your face. He puts you down, pats you on the head, and you barely resist a point of blunt damage when he does that gently. 
and he says, we, we attack, and he draws with a big finger on the rocks and just spreading them with his finger where he's at, where he wants you to go, and Chark smash here, Chark smash here, Chark smash here. <laughs> you smash all the ones we send out to you. And he's ready. He starts getting his low to the ground, starts curling up his legs behind him like a cat ready to pounce, and looks at Iggy. Okay, we're going in. Shark! And he leaps off, immediately slips, falls down. There's a big thud across the whole hills there. He gets up and gives off, gives away any chance of surprise and starts charging and charging and charging up this slope of uh, slippery little stones. And as he does so, you see there are five, six, seven, eight strange pale colored troglodyte creatures with spears that are scattering around almost like roaches and moving out of the way as he starts going and he gets close to some of them and smashes one and there's the squirt of blood and goo that goes flying out everywhere. And he's going after him, just playing whack-a-mole with these creatures across the ground. What are you guys doing? Charging after him. Okay. He's smashing, he's doing his part of the job. Yeah, I guess we'll join the fight. You guys, are jo- you guys are joining the fight. You yep. uh, find no targets outside. That seems to be his focus. You look around and you see, just as you predicted, uh, Iggy, there is a cave entrance okay. on the inside. You see a couple, two of those troglodyte guys run into there, and then he runs into about six of these troglodyte things coming in mass to make some big final stand against the hill giant. And he just goes, and he dives into them, just picks up two and just smashes them together. And he seems quite happy with himself. Quick to the cave. Okay, Chog, we're gonna go in. Um, Do these snakes taste good? Maybe maybe have a little snack. Uh, He's not paying any attention. He's having too much fun smashing things. It's just like Jex with the doll. Where is that, by the way? It's it's still in the pouch at the moment. All right, all right. No, let me make a roll. (laughs) The re-roll, sure. No, I've got it. All right. (laughs) Yeah, he's got it. Nineteen. Uh, you guys head into the cave then? Yes. Yeah. You head into the cave. There, it is a whitish opening to the cave. There's some of that uh, rubbly white rocks that you've been slipping in to get up into this cave just inside, and then it smooths out. Uh, Who is diving in first into this cave? Ignal is. Ignal. Soon as you arrive inside, a little spear comes flying your way, and you see there is a lone, single, troglodyte-like creature that is attacking. It chucks its spear at you for a nine to hit. It is panicking with the chaos and sounds of squealing reptiles outside and it misses. It's about 30 feet away from the group. I'm gonna sudden charge into it and swing my sword. It is dropping its spear and getting a club ready as you do so. You come running right up, good luck. Ooh, uh, 12. 12, you swing and miss. You have uh, one more action left. I'm gonna swing again at him. Good luck. With the seven. Okay, a swing and a swing. The creature's panicking, but too nimble and dodges. What would the rest of you guys like to do? Idrisil walks in uh, just behind Iggy. And how wide and deep is the 
cave that we can see with low light vision? Um, the cave is go, keeps going on beyond your low light vision, and the it is forty feet tall and maybe sixty feet wide. It's pretty big. Idrisol has his bow out and he just walks past Iggy and shoots the one goes to shoot the uh, creature that threw the spear at him. And that'll be a uh, 21. That's a hit. Perfection. With one damage. Okay, you have more (laughs) more shots coming. Uh, Yeah, I'll use a second shot, I guess. I haven't hunted prey or anything. I'll just do a second shot at him. And it misses. Okay. With a eight. (laughs) Any other action? Are you good? Uh, I'm going to raise my shield, okay. my cantrip shield. Sure. You have magic shield that is now ready to deflect. There's somewhere where I could have tied the horse off. Yes. Um, where it's not going to be eaten. Uh, back at the staging boulder where Chark set up this attack, you could have set it up, or you could have brought it with you and put it just inside the cave. Okay. Let's say it's just inside. Okay. That's what you got. <laughs> and is Pretty the troglodyte that's attacking Iggy? Yes. Can I get the horse with me on it to there? Yes. You're going to charge through the cave mounted on this horse. Hell yes. All right. Spear out. The priest lowers his spear and (laughs) starts to joust. Iggy, you roll out of the way. (laughs) He has not been very accurate on this (laughs) mounted attack before. All right. Here we go. Uh, 15 to hit. 15. You whiff and just miss the creature. Good try. Actually, I'll give you a little bonus since you're mounted. You do hit him. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little height advantage. Say, he just keeps going into the game. Yeah, you get, a, you get an advantage. All right. Three points of damage. Three points is... I think my first melee yeah. attack, maybe? I, th- I think it's your first hit with a melee attack. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you have wounded it. The creature spins around a little bit. You ride a bit past it. And then I need to make, y- you need to make, and Iggy needs to make a fortitude saving throw as this thing smells awful. Six. Six. 25. <laughs> uh, as you go riding past Killian, you are sickened. Okay. Sickened one. That means you are minus one to everything, including your armor class and all your rolls. You can spend an action to get rid of it by essentially putting your finger down your throat. All right. Uh, that's how that works. And we still have Jix and Xanner. What do you guys want to do? Uh, so Xanner was going to kind of walk in and just clear things, but everyone's just kind of running in the way. So... Uh, Killian's running up with the horse. I see Iggy dodging out of the way with a big spear in the way. I'm going to sit back near the mouth of the cave and wait for something to come back into the cave from outside. Okay. So hold and guard. All right, Jix. Uh, Jix wants to take advantage of the chaos and go play with entropy. <laughs> oh God. All right. That's um. Fun. The solid move. <laughs> Bold move, God. We'll see how it pays off for him. So, Jix is on the other side of the mouth of the cave, kind of hidden behind a boulder um, back there playing with entry. Trying to stay hidden out of the way. Out of the way. Uh, let's Smart. see. You spent action to recover. Okay, got it. Uh, it. The creature then gets its chance to attack. It swings with its club at you, Iggy, and gets a... 
28 to hit. Holy. Wow. Yeah, that hits. That is... With the club? Yeah. Hmm. That is eight points of bludgeoning. Gets a huge crack wow. against your head. Swings the second time. And there's another huge crack, but Iggy, you throw up your arm to block it and it snaps its club in two across your arm and loses its weapon. And for its third action, it runs away deeper into the cave. It's about 25 feet away. So I'd already passed it. Yes, he's coming towards you. And I spin Edward around. Okay. And charge again. Uh, You spin around, you can't charge, he's right there. You can just poke him right there. Make a poke roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The poking will commence. Good luck. That is going to be, even with the negative one, it's a um, modified 20. Why are you negative one? Uh, because I'm sickened. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, 20 is a hit, yeah. Three more points of damage. Three with plus a poke. that, plus that. You wound it. It gives out a little shriek. <laughs> And it can uh, bats it away and tries to move on. I have more action. You want to attack again? <laughs> have you ever done multiple attacks? I have not. Good. Go for it. Um, they ain't easy. I've only done a single action, right? Yes. So my second one is going to be Divine Lance. Ooh, casting a spell. Yes. Um, And that's normally at a plus seven. So, but it's a second attack. So, how is that modified? Um, Divine Lance is that, and does it have the attack trait? I'm pretty sure it does. That's what really matters. If it does, then it kind of affects you. It is has the attack. Yes. Yeah. So you're at minus five to do that, and then additional minus one for being second. Which means I would just be plus one. You got it. Total. Okay. Not easy. Twelve. Twelve total. Yeah. You. Lance out with some holy magic and it hits the side of the cave and does not hurt it. Um, Iggy. Yeah, I'm going to sudden charge this guy. All right, he's running away, but he ain't far. You charge after him. With a 16? 16, you hit. Uh, Six points of damage. Six points of damage. You slash into this creature and drop it bloodily to the ground. And you can see just at the extent of your dark vision, the cave. Yeah, I do have dark vision. uh, Dark vision, right? Mm -hmm. You see just the extent of it, uh, some eyes of similar like creatures uh, blink and fade away further into the cave. I'll go further into the cave. All right. Let's uh, gather up first. Okay. And um, Killian will... Jump down from Edward. Reluctantly dismount. Not seeing Jix. I'm going to go find Jix. Where is Jix to be found? Where is Jix? That's for you guys. We, uh, <laughs> we, we, okay. Spark, Anybody find the little Jix? guy. Stealth roll. We fan out and start searching for Jix, I suppose. All right. Nope. Nope. It just doesn't. I don't care. That's fair. He's hmm. not useful right now. You wonder why people don't like you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, Xander. Xander will start looking too. Okay. Jix! Jix! Jix, where are you? Jix! Shh, don't answer them. They want to take you away from me. <laughs> where are you, Jix? Uh, I'm the the op- omnipotent game master needs to know. The the opposite... Um, opposite end of the cave. Yeah, behind a opposite side of the, of the opening of the cave that okay. he was on. All right. Behind a boulder. Okay. 
Um, Xanar, you know where he's at. You thought he was taking some tactical hidden thing, making some sneak attack, but he's just sitting down and playing with his toy again. Jackson, come on. Oh, I decide something. Nope. I, my hand glows bright orange. Ooh. I'm about to, to throw fire at the horse. Decide against it instead. And I reach out and I try to wrestle the horse away from you. No! Not the actual horse, the toy the little toy, thing. Yeah. 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 Entropy. Right. You'd be fighting Killian for that. I am horse. not athletic and I roll a seven. Uh, <laughs> is that your total? That is my total. I roll an eight. Oh my God. <laughs> you take it from him and he takes it right back. <laughs> and it's such a gnome and goblin. Ignal sees what's going on and he goes over there and takes it away. Iggy comes over as you guys are trading back and forth, uh, taking away of this toy, and Iggy takes the toy away. Just then, the leg of one of these troglodyte creatures, blood splattering, comes flying into the cave from outside, and you hear distantly, Chark! Great work, Chark. Great work. <laughs> Keep it up. I told you, Jix, it's not the time for playing. You'll get this later. You keep shining later. I'll get you later. <laughs> later like tonight when we when we rest. Look at all this carnage that's going on. We need you to we need you to help us fight. Fine. Keep keep it somewhere safe. I will. She's kind of scared right yep, now. Yep, I will. Does the figurine look destructible? Oh yes, very fragile, oh. very flammable. Twine and branches. I'm going to hand it off to you. <laughs> and, you know. Killian, it is in your hand. The the power over Jix is in your hands. <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> there might, initiative might need to be rolled. What's happening? The eternal flame. Oh, Ooh. yeah. It doesn't do damage, though. It's fire. <clears throat> Does, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. There's no heat or anything. Um, good use for the cave, though. What? I'm gonna divine lance the figurine. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been done before. Uh, you divine lance the figurine, and sh it is destroyed. What did you do? I destroyed an evil artifact that's been consuming your mind. But now how are we going to find the, the swamp witch without it? It was not helping us to find her in the first place. You don't know that. We'll get, we'll get you another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. It I, is, I, it is for the best. Carahel would disapprove. I don't care a hell about care a hell. That was a good one. <laughs> let's let's finish up what we came here to do. And I start, I walk off towards where I saw those, the eyes. All right, Iggy's walking off. Yep, I'll follow Iggy. And everyone's following. The question is, what about you, Jix? Jix uh, is really pissed off right now. He just pulls out a sickle and follows Iggy. Okay. He just still haven't heard from you in a uh, bit. Where are you going? Because I'm still inside the cave shooting at people. There yeah, was only one guy. Only one guy. You saw more eyes. I did. So that's where I'm headed. Is further into the cave. He's pursuing those eyes. I thought you were all outside of the cave. 
Just mm. inside. We're at the, the mouth of the cave. Just inside the cave. Okay, uh, Iggy's then walking, taking the lead, being followed by everyone else. You We're guys. Keeping an eye on Jix right now. <clears throat> All right. You... Behind me with the sickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep an eye on him from time to time. Jix, you are lead. You're trailing the group, is that right? I'm following Iggy. Okay, you're not trailing the group. Who's in the rear then? I would like to know. Zan or Idrisil, one of the two. I think it's Idrisil. All right. Because you're, you're sitting there like with, with the arrow wheel, like walk past you in a market. Yeah, line. I guess I was going to ask. Who's in the rear is what I need to Kill you to fame, uh, me, I guess. Okay. You're going to ask me what? I was going to ask you to light one of my arrows so I can shoot it into the cave so we don't need to use our vision so we can see everything. Do you I turn out see. my ever-burning torch. There you go. He holds it out. There you go. You got some light. And then I start running like the orc from uh, the the two towers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Iggy, you are walking further into the cave. The floor is relatively smooth. You walk past an area that's been designed for troglodyte fecal matter. I'm sorry. Oh. One one clarification for, yes. for the nerds out there in Uruk High. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, the smell we is get a nasty Discord message. pretty bad. Uh, and you've lost your sickened condition, Killian, by the way. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm... The rest of you nearly get it going past this terrible yeah. fecal section, and you make your way further into this dark cave. Someone must be making stew. <laughs> <laughs> he says, licking his fingers. <laughs> I didn't know chocolate ice like corn. Um, <laughs> it's a corn stew. <laughs> Watch yourself, Traveler. You almost missed your chance to hop on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash ingloriousbards to download exclusive character creations, storyboards, and new adventures you might have missed. You, Iggy, uh, walk into a larger section of cave and can hear some low growling sounds of creatures just in the darkness, just out of range. Your friends are close behind. Come on, play, little guys. Who's number two? That is Jix. Jix, make a perception roll, please. 16. 16. Jix, you see there's some sort of strange, uh, not strange, but uh, an unusual, you weren't expecting, little mini trap above you. And the ceiling, 40 feet above, there is a net that's stretched out across it, some sort of trap. And as you see that, just as you're about to point it out, from the darkness ahead come a gaggle of these creatures charging with clubs and spears and hissing and growling. <sighs> and they all come skittering quickly straight towards you with their pale reptilian skins. These things kind of look like, like maybe the head of a, of, of a misshapen small dinosaur, but more of a, definitely more of a humanoid body. They're a little agile and can move relatively speedy. And they're about that size that uh, Chark had mentioned, about five feet-ish in height. And they come barreling at you, about three or four coming out of the darkness racing fast you see that there is, in this chamber that you're at, 
On the right-hand side is a rising uh, ledge that rises up from your section, and it's kind of like a horseshoe that rises from the left and the right to a height at the far end. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on the right-hand side, maybe about 15, 20 feet up is another one of these guys, and he's got a whole bunch of little javelins that he's throwing in your general direction. And then you can see there is another creature on the other side who's also trying to get you guys. It's kind of like they feel they've got you in the trap, but they really kind of don't. It's wide open and there's freaking five of you heroes as they come charging in and we have a combat on our hands. Let's get it. Should we come up with a war cry? We need a war cry for, for fighting. Be there you go. Be entropy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're inside this big cave. It's echoey, it's loud. These creatures are charging towards you. There's three straight ahead to the east. Behind them, the cave goes even further. You see a fourth one that's not shown on our little map here, who appears to be a little smaller than the others. He also has a spear that glows magically white on the tip. Mm. And he bravely runs like a coward to the east, leaving his friends to tackle you guys. And we're going to see what happens. Initiative has been rolled, and up first are all of them. They beat all of you guys. It was a trap. Guy number one, he's up on the far east side. This is a ledge. It's about 15, 20 feet up top that kind of circles around. almost like a mini balcony, but it rises from the side, so you can get up there if you need to. He has weapons on him, crude, simple club, but he doesn't do anything at all except grab onto this old rope that extends from the ceiling down to him. He grabs onto two sides of it and just starts gnawing on this rope as aggressively as he can. Next up are the warriors themselves, and they come charging here to there. They come charging across hissing and howling and they are coming it's kind of staying close together in a defensive position gaining strength from each other and then the last one throws at xanner a javelin but it is not at close range is that new no. he's gonna be at minus four to hit you that far away and he gets a natural 20. What? Well, it's a really hard what? to do shot he arcs it. He doesn't even look. He knows he's missed. He goes to grab another one, and he hears a gnomish squeal echo ah! through the cave. Wow, uh, you have been hit for double damage. Only 16 points of piercing damage. Oh. I am dropped to zero. Oh my God. He got God. me right in the neck or but chest or something else that knocks me out. Let me it's double check. He did max damage, and then he got average damage after the, yeah, 16 points of damage, you have been knocked out. You are dying too because a critical took you down. <laughs> Good. Criticals Even in this though game it only no took deal. him to zero, it's still like. He, yep, he's dying, okay. he's dying. That is their turn. First up on the hero side, wow, initiative matter this time, is Killian. Xana, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> he's pinned to the ground, <laughs> impaled. He's halfway up the spear, just hanging there like a kebab. I got it! <laughs> um, shit, I am going to, I guess, heal Xanner, I, I guess? Suppose. Just thinking about it. <laughs> well, I was torn. Either stabilize you and just let you stay out of the fight so you don't get to, like, dying four or five again. While that's happening, um, 
Jix wants to say, Guys, scatter! It's a trap! Uh, I will heal you for 15. Thank Whoa. you! And then that I will... Without the spear still. <laughs> <laughs> it gets healed out. It just goes uh, flying. Bing. And then I will move to the south as far as I can. The spear actually gets healed around like he's an old tree. It right? just heals around the spear. <laughs> it's one with him now. And you were doing what, Killian? I'm uh, sorry. I'm moving to the south as far as I can. Okay, south. Uh, the heal was two actions? Yeah. Okay, that gets you to there. Uh, next up is Idrisil. Idrisil. You're about 120 feet away from the guy that threw the spear. You're about 100 feet away from the closest of the group of three who are on your level, barreling right at you. I'm going to leave those to Iggy, and I'm going to tell him as much. Iggy, I'm going to leave those to you, and I'm going to hunt prey on the one that just threw the spear at Xana. Okay. And I'm going to take a hunted shot at him. And remember, I do have my cantrip shield out. Uh, that only lasts a turn, I believe. So that's gone. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it takes an action. That's that's a 18 to hit. 18 is a hit. Perfection. It's two damage. Two damage, all right. You do a little bit of damage, not much, but you wound him. What else you got? Hit my second shot. That's a 19. It's a hit. That's pretty good for a second shot. One damage. Oh my goodness. Where's the magic bow when you need it? I'm going to do one more with a plus one. That's five. All right. You scrape him with a little arrow, scrape him with a little arrow. He's still standing and is not really phased by your attack. Uh, Xanner. Ow! You are prone on the ground. Yeah. So, uh, getting back up. That's an action. Being burned on the ground, would I have seen the trap? Yes, you look up, you see there is a net over the huge majority of this space. Uh, It's a series of nets uh, that extend over. I don't know if my drawing will come through. There it is. Um, Wow. That covers it. Just a whole section of what, and you can actually make a perception roll. Yeah. This is like hundreds of square feet of net. No, just him. He was on his prone. 22. You see that it is a net that can entangle and mess you guys up, possibly in the middle section, not planned planned very well. There are several small boulders in the middle section that have kind of gathered. They were trying to scatter them throughout for it to be a dropping boulder-ish trap, but they all kind of gently rolled into the middle. So in the middle section right around here are several bouldery things. How high up is it? Uh, 50 feet high. Okay. Where your mouse pointer well, is? Well, no, that's where his, I'll show you. Yeah, that's where his mouse is. Yeah, right in this middle. There it is. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right over <laughs> Dix and um, Iggy. Iggy, yep. Yeah, okay. Perfect. No. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. knock some sense into Xander, it. one action you got up. What's your next action? Uh, so... <laughs> For that one, it, everyone's really far away from me. There's nothing that, that my spells are really going to do. Uh, but I, I, w- I will just announce real quick, like, rocks ahead! That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Not, not quite what I had in mind, but that's, I just woke up. You still have two actions left. <laughs> say something more. <laughs> um, I'm can... going to rush forward 
these black things, by the way, are little stalactite type things. Can, can I cut them around? Yeah. Mites? Stalag- whatever. So uh, I will, <laughs> I, I will go ahead and yeah. run uh, towards the uh, three that are on the ground. So, so uh, heading into the east, and I will use a cone of uh, burning hands. All right. Your speed, you run over to here. You are probably too far. You are 40 feet away from those guys right That's there. That's not going to work out for me. And you're right in front, ready to take the brunt of them. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to... The opposite of that? I'm not going to use burning hands. <laughs> okay. The opposite, of, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, pull the waters out, and I will do a hydraulic push Ooh. towards towards the, the whole lot of them. Uh, well, hydraulic push is single target attack. So I'm going to shoot for the guy in the front. Okay. He's right there. And he is, is 40 feet away. Is that within range? Yes, it, it is. is. 60 foot. And this is an attack spell, so you're rolling versus his armor spell, class. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a verbal one creature with a blast. That is a natural 20. Yeah. Ooh, on your biggest spell? On my biggest one. That's the time to do it. So double the damage. So it is, uh, if it's a critical critical success, that means the target takes 6d6 bludgeoning damage. That is could be. And is knocked back 10 feet. Okay. I happen to have 66 ready to go. Finally. That is super average. One's across the board. Good job. (laughs) Two, four, six, eight, 12, 13 damage. 13 points damage, significant. The creature goes and goes rolling back. Is it just knocked back or knocked back then prone? Uh, knocked back 10 feet does okay. not say prone. He stays on his feet. He is knocked back and he is hurt pretty badly. That is a significant blow. Nice work. Um, Iggy, you are second to last here in your group. With a double move, can I get to them? They are 40. They are 50 feet away. God damn. What's your move speed? 20. Yeah, you're a little slow. Doors are a little slow. Um, You can move and then do your... Uh, your strike, your your, your uh, yeah. charge. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. You move a little closer, gather some speed, and then go running full speed right at the him. The one that just got his ass knocked. All the right, ground. you're charging all three. You go right it's towards not, the middle one. Not on the ground, but uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one's a hit. Eleven points of damage. You slay the wounded one, and it drops dead. You might also want to zoom in on the map, maybe, so everyone can see maybe more where they're at. There you go. All right, Iggy did great. Jix, you are up next. Um, how far away are they? From you, they're 55 feet away. 55 feet. All right, um, I run up, I grab a fire potion, and I lob it at the uh, northern one. All right, you run up, you lob a potion. What's your speed? 25? 25. Yeah, that works. What's your attack? Uh, 20, 25 as well. 25 is a hit. Yep. And uh, uh, nine points of damage. Nice. Nine points of damage is a hit, uh, but it also does splash damage, right? Plus one splash damage. So that's 10 points of damage. That's pretty good. And that was that one. And then does it have any? Uh, two uh, persistent. Is that always or only when a critical is rolled? Oh, that's always. Wow. So 11 points of damage and then that persistent damage as well. That's pretty strong. This was the alchemist fire potion you just whipped at him, right? Where is it at? I want to double check. Alchemist I have, fire. Um, 
Yeah. I have you have the burning, uh, burning. Burn, I have burn it. Yeah. Burn it goblin. Burn Your it specialty is causing fires. <laughs> uh, so he takes two, he will continue to take two persistent damage every turn until he puts it out. Uh, that's a good one. Up next is the guy who is chomping at the rope. Idrisil, would you do me a favor and roll a 20-sided die for that guy, please? Roll shooting. Four. Four. Uh, he starts gnawing and gnawing, but can't make much progress and catches the floss a bit in a weird tooth, um, and he's not doing so good there. Uh, then the warriors get to go, and the first one is the wounded one. It steps forward and takes an action to do that, and then it lashes at you, Iggy, several times with its club, lashes, I mean clubs, and is screaming while it's on fire, mind you. <laughs> and it is a 23 to hit you. Yep. And its second attack is a total of 20 to hit you. Yep. Smash, you've been hit for five points of bludgeoning and then nine points of bludgeoning. Oof. Leaving him with two hit points. And it goes, and then it takes two points of burning persistent fire damage. And Idrisil, would you roll a 15 or higher for me on that die to have him put it out just for fun? 10. 10, the fire continues to burn. Yeah. The other bad guy is right next to you, Iggy. He is going to attack and it is going to finally show you what fainting is all about. <laughs> and, oh, I get it. Let's see. Um, no, it does no idea what it's doing. That's it left. will do it again. It will try to faint again. And that also fails. And so it will give up and just try and smack you with a club with a 22 to hit. Mm-hmm. Smash, you are hit for six points of bludgeoning damage. That drops me. And Iggy is just getting hammered and hammered like he just talked back at an Al Capone meeting or something like that. <laughs> and he gets dropped to the ground in a bloody heap. Hey. There is one last one of these troglodyte guys, and he is the spear tosser extraordinaire. He lines up a shot with that kind of that pointed hand and arcs back his spear and throws a long one. Xanner, you see the spear getting bigger <laughs> and bigger in your eyes. Here comes the spear! This is far range, minus four is a total of 13 to hit. Misses! Oh, the spear goes wide. Killian! Oy, um, all right, uh, how far away am I from Iggy right now? You are far. That is 60 feet. Um, I can get him. You can get him? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will head... Hey, you guys are spread out. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I will head east. Just running full speed? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, that's one action. Two actions. Okay. Keep going. Keep running east? Yep. Three actions. Behind these guys, yep. Okay, right. done. Uh, we have Idrisil. You're in the back of the group. Your group is stretched out wide in this huge cave. Yeah, I'm going to take two actions to get as close to the spear thrower as I can. Oh, the guy on the side on the little ledge. Uh -huh. One, two. That gets you within 40 feet. And he is my hunted prey. I'm going to take a hunted shot at him. Okay, double shot. Uh, what was that, a nine? The first one's a, a 16 to hit. 16 hits. 
Eight damage. Nice. Eight damage. That is nice for the uh, arrow. Let me check that out real fast. Uh, eight damage. He is alive. Okay, second shot. That's a 20, not natural. That's a good hit again. Sorry, 19. Still good? But still. Get a good roll. Get a good roll. One. Ah! You said it in my back. <laughs> During your back swing. <laughs> you have two actions still left. You fired I, lots I, of things. I ran twice. Oh, yeah, you did. Never mind. You're absolutely right. You ran and you did that. Thank you. Xanner. It's me. You also see, by the way, Xanner, if this changes your actions at all, the spear guy is now paying attention to the elf below him instead of you. Whew. Okay. Hmm. That helps. Um, I push the one guy. I will uh, throw an electric arc at the, the two over Iggy who just fell over. All right, so Iggy is standing uh, maybe 30 feet in front of you. There's a guy like in a Y shape right next to him, and there's a guy on the other side, and you're going to like arc this like lightning around them. Yes. Okay. They're tossing into one. Uh, they have a reflex save of DC 17. Okay. Reflex save. They are fairly nimble. I got a 16. He misses. <laughs> and I got a... 14. They both get zapped. That is seven points of damage for each. Oh, that's fantastic. That was seven to this guy and seven to the other guy. The wounded guy has been hit over and over again. He is staggers and is bleeding profusely and is scorched, but is still barely hanging in there. Uh, the other guy you also singed pretty nicely as well. Uh, you have one more action if you want to do anything. I am going to, out of safety and precaution, I'm going to lift up a earth shield, and I will just I will just use uh, the the green aura hand and just have a whole wall of dirt come up and just cover me as a shield. All right, a little temporary shield of dirt. Yep. Iggy, you're up. You got two wounded guys right in front of you. Oh, I'm dead. I'm on the ground. Oh. Who did that to you? The guy that was uh, there. Guy. Yeah, the yeah you moved to his initiative, so you were not up. Um, let's put you at 22. All right, ignore me. Iggy, you're done. It is Jix. Uh, Jix wants to throw a firebomb at the other um, troglodyte. Okay. Um, if you do that, you will do splash damage to Iggy. He's, okay. he's on that guy's foot. That will add a dying level to him. I got it. Yeah, I'm only at <laughs> one. He's fine. One. He would want me to do Burn, that. baby, burn. God. A uh, natural 20. Oh. oh yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do double the initial impact damage. You also, we were just looking at it, weren't Nine, we? Nine. And 11. 11. Uh, Total damage. Well, everything but the persistent damage is doubled. So the initial damage and add the splash damage. And because you got a critical hit, you can arc it in such a way so that it cones out a little bit and does not hit Iggy. Okay. All right. Um, it was 11. 11 points of damage. Fire erupts and splatters against this slightly wounded guy for 11 points of damage. Uh, he is badly hurting, and he too is now on fire with persistent two fire damage. Um, Jix, are you done? No, that was one. That was one action. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. Don't you have to draw it? Okay, so two two actions. actions. <laughs> um, what do I do from there? 
I run up to I run up to Iggy. Okay, you go running up to him. I uh, got you, Iggs. The you're running right up to him. The rope guy chews and chomps. Uh, Alistair, can you roll a fifth? Uh, no, just roll a high roll for him to chew through that rope. Four. Four. He continues to. <laughs> is this made of chain? And he cannot bite that net thing down to save his life. Uh, next up is Iggy. Iggy, you now need to make a dying roll. Natural 20. Woo. You move two levels backwards down the dying track and you are now stabilized. You gain the wounded condition and you are not conscious, but you are no longer bleeding out. Perfect. Nice, nice roll. The warrior that is badly wounded is pissed off at the goblin who just came within range. It steps forward with an action, and then this guy's been just knocking heads with his club and smashes you, Jix, with a 22 to hit. Hits. For five points of bludgeoning. Okay. And then he bites at you with its mouth with a 10 to hit. No. Okay, does not succeed. And then he takes two points. He takes two points of damage and does not need to make his fire roll as he sizzles and dies horrifically covered in flames. He only had one hit point left. His friend, who's right next to Iggy, takes a step forward towards you as well, flaming goblin destroyer of all things (laughs) troglodytes. He is going to smash you with his club and hit you with a 26? Yeah. Hit or critical? Just a hit. All right. Hit you with a 26 for nine points of damage. That's one hit point left. And then looks at you with its last action, Jix, opens its mouth wide, kind of glares at you tauntingly, and bends over and gets a hit and bites at Iggy at its feet. And he got a 23 to hit you, Iggy, mm-hmm. as you're prone on the ground. And Iggy, you've been hit for six points of slashing damage. And you are now dying again, dying level two. And then he now. takes two points. Oh, yeah, I go get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He is also screaming. He is on fire. He is barely alive. And uh, Alistair, would you roll his persistent fire damage of 15 or higher would make his day. He needs this. 17. He is clear Ah. of the persistent fire. (laughs) That leaves one additional warrior left to act this round. And he is the spear tossing guy who has got Idrisil in his sights. He has only two of these little spear javelins left. He throws them for a nine to hit. Nope and then critically fumbles and his spear he holds onto and throws it, uh, taking himself off the edge of the cliff and he falls in off the cliff and takes seven points of damage splatting off of that little rise uh, with a, a dramatic failure. And he looks really bad as well and barely gets up shaking his little reptilian head. Killian, you're up. Um, Killian will move to the east a single move northeast, and then we'll cast Divine Lance on the troglodyte that is attempting to drop the net. The chewing, I just said he's chewing on a rope. This is just be his hobby. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Divine Lance is a spell attack, it's right? the best yes. day of my life. I get to chew on rope all <laughs> afternoon. 
Uh, it's going to be a 22 to hit. 22. Magical divine energy slams into him. He seems to be... 23 to hit, actually. ...pained by this. 23 is still just a hit. Eight hit points of damage. Eight points. Max damage. He's hit. And, and apparently evil. Yes. It was this guy for eight points. Got it. And um, yeah, that's... That's it. Idrisil. Uh... The spear tossing guy just fell in front of you. He's still yeah, about shit, 35 feet hit. away. Does he have weapons in his hand? Do they break? He did not let go of a spear. He still has it. He's not okay, thinking I'm just going to shoot him with a hundred prey. All right. With a hundred shot. I'm sorry. He gets up, howls at you, but you fire first. <laughs> That's an 11 to 11. hit. 11. He ducks as the arrow goes Sorry, it's a 13 to hit. That still, still misses. He landed on his feet when he fell? No, he oh, okay. fell and took damage. No, that's true. He needs to spend an action getting up. Um, so he would have been prone. That would be an advantage. To okay, the, so yeah, he's yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second hunted shot. Ooh, that's a uh, 23. It is a hit. All Before you roll your damage, all you need to do is two points of damage. Oh, wow. Just two. You're going to roll a one. I don't, Just, like, it. I don't yeah. like it when he says that. Like all you need one. is two. It's so easy. Seven. Seven. You hit that guy. You drop him. He gets this little gasp of air. Ah! And drops dead. I believe you've got an action or two still to go. Uh, so we have the rope chewer left. Yes. He's in one. Uh, there's still one. And there's still a badly wounded one in the middle. And then on the far end of the cave is the rope chewer. How far away is... Rope chewer, he's 150 feet away. Out of range of pretty much everyone, except anyone foolish enough to bring a longbow into a cave. <laughs> Such as yourself. Uh, well, 100, it's 100 feet, not 120 feet. So I'd be at disadvantage. Minus two if you were to shoot him from there. Yeah. Let's risk it. Okay. Try to get a biscuit. This is your second action. This is the second action. Third shot. Third shot, minus two, so it's just neutral, I guess. All right. Distant shot. That's a negative one. Sorry. It fires out. Good luck. This is not easy to do. 15. 15 is look upable. 15, the arrow flies and arcs and cuts a section of the rope it was gnawing on, <sighs> weakening it. You have one action left. Are you going to shoot again? No, I'm going to move uh, as close as I can towards the uh, center. Uh, not to the center. I'm going to move, uh, I guess, behind, um, would that be... Uh, Xanner? Xanner, okay. I'm going to move out of, away from the center where the... You're going to move there. Let me stay on the outside of the center that you said is overlooking the rocks. Yeah, Let sure. me go closer to the other X. Okay. I'm sorry. That's yeah, where we're going. yeah, perfect. Xanner, are you conscious? You're conscious. I, I'm conscious. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. Ah! Ah! I don't want those rocks to fall <laughs> on us. Um, who's he? You're really hurting. You're on fire. You're dead. You're dead. Ish. You die. He's unconscious. Yeah. All right. I'm not he, answering he's for dead. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay. So um, right now, he's. You can hear he's some outside. thumping sounds, okay, but he's okay. outside. Uh, I will. How far away am I from them? Am I about? 30 feet off or am I 40 feet off? Uh, you're 30 feet. 30 feet? Uh, I will uh, use my Carahel memory and, and I will uh, stabilize Iggy oh. with my spell. So I, I will glow white, call out, and, and cast stabilize. All right. Casting a little bit of stabilizing healing on Iggy. 
Iggy, you now have a wounded level of what? Two. Two, but you are stable. Uh, you have an action left. Is that two actions to cast Stabilize? It is two actions for Stabilize. I got one action left. I am still a little bit nervous about those rocks, so I take my shield. Okay. And you've got it right back up. Jix, what do you got? You got this dude right on top of you who is yep. no longer on fire. <clears throat> um, Jix is going to take out his... Well, he had his... Uh, yeah, he's going to have to take it out. Takes out a sickle and takes a swing at <clears throat> the no longer on fire dude. 24 to hit. That's a hit. Five points of damage. Um, that guy is slain. He only had one point had left. A sickle kill. He has been killed. Well, what do you want to do? You have two actions left. There's one last guy. He's the rope chewer on the far east side, about 20, 25 feet up on the ledge. Um, I think I just have one action left because I took out the sickle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Um, I pull out an elixir of life. Okay. Um, it is a new round. At the top of the round is the rope chewer, and he is determined <coughs> to chew this rope. <laughs> I need uh, Alistair make a rope chewing rope. Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, it's much worse than the fours. Yeah. He sees where the arrow did some damage, moves his mouth up a little bit, bites hard, and snap. And with excitement, rah, he finally did it. But he doesn't remember to let go with his right hand, and he gets instantly pulled twenty feet in the air before he lets go. Falls down and takes some damage. And speaking of falls down, the entire big section surrounding almost this whole cave comes dropping down in a big net. Good news is most of you are totally safe from the rocks that have rolled down in the center above you, except for Xanner. Xanner, <laughs> who pointed it out first, warned everyone else, and then never moved from that spot. It comes crashing down. I need uh, everyone to make a reflex saving throw. Everyone? You don't need to, uh, Iggy, you're unconscious. 22. Okay. The 28. Wow. 13. Oosh. Rolled a three, so that's an 11. Okay. Uh, Killian and Idrisil, you two are, uh, the net drapes down upon you, but it's poorly constructed and you're able to press open, like pull open some of the squares very easily and you guys are not inhibited in any way and you're now just standing on top of it with no problems. Jix, you are entangled and wrapped up in a net that's draped and weighed down and now you're on your knees and now you get to know what it feels like to be immobilized by a punk. <laughs> and and Iggy, you are also wrapped up in this net, but you don't care at all. Nope. Um, you're dreaming about blankets or something like that. However, the worst of it, and with a poor roll, is Xanner as like every single rock came down in one five-foot section, dropping down like you emptied a Pringles can on one poor gnome. Oh. Rock, 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 rock. Uh, and you are hit. You did say you had your shield up, right? Yes. Uh, what? That can absorb damage from up below. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. Uh, so Five when points. I use the shield, 
I don't have an army. Uh, it can absorb uh, five points of damage. All right, nine points of bludgeoning, compounding and pounding and pounding, and you take nine. You can shatter your shield to absorb all most of that. I will. Okay. Jix gives out uh, a bit of a whimper as he's trapped, uh, and then Xanner gives out a yelp as he is hammered by these rocks. The rocks! And the guy with the... Uh, who just chewed the rope is now trying to pick his head up and trying to figure out what to do next. And it is not his turn. It is Iggy's turn. You're unconscious, right? Or are you- Stabilized. Stabilized, you're good. Your turn's over. Kill him. Divine Lance. Divine Lance, go yep. for it. Um, Lance sticks his hand out and beaming white energy flies out. I'm gonna use a hero point. And that's going to be 14 to hit. Shoom, you throw out a 14 and miss. Oh. You hit the wall and the wall is not evil, so it takes no damage. <laughs> you have one action left if you want to take anything. Uh, uh, I will head to the north east. Okay. Uh, and the right where you're, right where I'm marking your guy, that's a tunnel that continues off to the east there with a... Well, I don't want to be underneath that. No, no, I'm just saying that's where it's at. Just showing you guys where it's right. at. Right. Okay. I uh, still want line of sight on that. You the... just barely do right yeah. now. Xanner, you're yeah. conscious still? I am still conscious. Kind of kind of buried in rocks. 11 how, hit points. How deeply am I buried in rocks? Am, am I like covered? Um, No, but you do have to step out. It'll take an action just to get up on top of them. Okay. Uh, I will... I will go ahead and, and, and step out on, on top of them real quick. All right. And uh, start running towards where Killian is uh, and near the tunnel entrance up there in case there happens to be another trap that wants to fall exactly where <laughs> Okay. You get up and he is scurrying and scurrying. Jix, you are trying not to vomit from the stench of these burning, nasty, horrific troglodyte things. I got fortitude. Okay. Um... Un- uncork my bottle of elixir life and pour it into um, Iggy's mouth. All right, Iggy, you get healed. How much does he get healed? 1d6. Three. Three, Three hit points. Plus, wait, plus one? Is that plus one? Does the elixir restores 1d6 hit points and the bonus is plus one? The bonus, uh, it also gives him a bonus to yeah. diseases and oh, say, right. uh, I think poisons for 10 minutes. So yeah, he just heals that initial amount. Um, okay, uh, let's go back to Rope Guy. He comes to the edge, giving you more line of sight killing. He comes right to your edge and then yells out the equivalent in troglodyte of Bantai and leaps off <laughs> 300 style with a spear in slow motions with Snyder slow motion flying through the air with great abs and is making a huge attack on you. It's a little weird. You can see it coming. I'm gonna give him a minus two, but if he hits, I'm gonna give him plus four damage. Here comes the love. 27 to hit. Um, That will not only hit, it will be a critical hit. Oh. 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 I rolled the damage and I rolled minimal damage, but it's still gonna be a lot. Five plus five plus four is 14 points of damage. Okay, that hurt, but I'm still up. Oh, 
you are pierced through the chest by the spear. It drops down and it takes a point of damage from the, the drop as well. And it lands in front of you and just goes, ah! so proud of itself. Uh, Iggy, you are conscious in the middle of this room. You are blink your eyes as you're laying there just in time to see Killian get run through. Uh, I want to do a move and then a move, move into that guy. That will not work as you've got to stand oh, up for an action. Stand up. How far away am I? Uh, let's make it annoying for you at 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move 20 feet. Be it, uh, no. Who picked um, a dwarf? Standing up a whole move? Yeah, hold action. Whole action. Uh, I will just do one move and then I will demoral attempt to demoralize. Oh, them. all right. With a non-natural twenty. That's definitely demoralized. He is well, yeah, you succeed. So he's frightened level one. He was so jazzed, and he's like, yeah! <laughs> Your friend is best! So Frightened Level 1 means he's minus one off of everything, including his armor class, until uh, the end of its turn. Uh, Killian, what would you like to do? I stumble back. Surprised. Um, yeah, you know, spear basically, like, not quite in my chest. I imagine, like, in my shoulder sure. somewhere. Steve Irwin style. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, too soon. Always too soon. Always too never soon. appropriate. <laughs> never okay. By the way, the troglodyte's flicking the end of the spear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and Killian will uh, stick out his hand and call upon the power of Karahel and cast Divine Land. So you got this thing sticking through you. This creature's right next to you, and you're still going to blast him away. Yep. All right. Karahel responds with vehement anger and is going to give you a plus one to this attack. Wonderful. And he's demoralized. Yes. So, so I, I will take care of his armor class. I'm going to use my other hero point. <laughs> oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> Come on, Karahel! <laughs> and a different die. And oh. instead, uh, 13. 13! You heroically... Fire just off to the left by 80 feet and totally <laughs> miss. Yeah, you're a little blurry. You don't know what's happening at this moment. You were in total shock. And then I will self-heal with touch. Oh, okay. Um, and he's healing himself. still you're up next. For seven hit points of damage. So I'm up to 10. Uh, I wouldn't have needed to waste it. <laughs> So uh, in his mind's eye, as the uh, creature is jumping in the air, Idris's eyes start to burn red. He hunts prey on the creature, and he will take his 200 shots at the creature. Oh, that looked good. <laughs> it it did. looked so good. It's a nine on the first one. That's a miss. <laughs> Ooh, and that's a 23 on the second. That's a hit. Five points of damage. Good hit. You uh, shoot, you line him up, you hit him in the exact same shoulder that Killian just got hit, but the creature is still standing and is going to be clawing and biting at Killian. Well, I have one more shot. You have Mark. Yep, you got one more shot. That's a 20 unnatural. Total of 20 is a hit. He only has seven hit points remaining. Stop saying. You can do it. <laughs> this is really not going to happen. Doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Well, you said it. Doesn't count. Got to be in there. 
Ugh. Still a one. A one? One, yeah. <sighs> it hit the other die. That is a hit, but minimal damage, but you have really set him up for uh, some wounds. The team might be able to take him down before he just drops the priest. Xanner, what are you doing? You spent your last turn running like crazy over there. I did, and I'm so much closer. Um, <laughs> it's burning hands. I, and I just, I just wanted, why can't I just get him? Uh, I, I can't do quite a burning hands, not with a very wounded killing with a spear right next to him. Unless no, in I can him. get up next to him <laughs> and stand next to Killian and then throw burning hands. You so can do that. You can do that. I'm going to do that. All right. You run right up to Killian. You kind of push him aside gently a little bit. <laughs> and then you do burning hands uh, on this creature. This is a reflex save it makes. Uh, it is. Now, a burning hands, uh, so you guys know, is a elemental spell that comes from my actual bloodline. Oh. So this is this is a very, very powerful one for me that I have not been able to use yet as I'm going for. So I will glow a bright orange with an with a red outer rim around me as I take both hands, push it forward like I'm gonna push through an open door, everything glows, and I blast fire straight out into a cone. Before you do that, killing steps out. in front now. <laughs> it is a reflex save unless you, if you can't take back uh just yeah. Save for half damage. Now, keep in mind these creatures are said are very nimble. His reflex save though is only a nine. He rolled a two. That is not a seventeen, which means he takes all of the damage. Yes. And that will be seven point. Oh no, sorry. Uh, eight points of fire damage. You may take this creature down. And I burn him. There's a part of me that uh, that Xanner kind of has a guttural laugh that's come out of a place that's, that's never happened, but seeing the smoke and watching him die, kind of... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Innocent Xander. <laughs> that was fun! Killian sits down. <laughs> he needs <laughs> some help. Hit the blood. Just like, I feel a little ill. <laughs> you guys spend the next 10 minutes pushing him up against the wall repeatedly to force that spear through. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Uh, but you were able to get it out of him. Uh, and what's the hit point situation on the group? So Idrisil is max hit points. Killian's actually at 10. Uh, Jix is at a whopping one. Uh, Xanner is at 11. And Iggy is uh, went up to three from his... Uh, long-term zero. All right. Sorry I didn't heal you early, but I, I was afraid you would just yeah, yeah, yeah. drop down. Iggy, you uh, wake up from a dream of being caught with a bunch of tuna and pull yourself out of this net and find the, you find yourself back in this horrible smelling cave. Everything is dead around you except your friends, thankfully. Let us pray. As long as that prayer comes with some <laughs> healing, let's do it. <coughs> What are you doing? Um. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna get everybody gathered around, say a little prayer to Karahel, and do a group heal for three to everybody. Six. Um. Can we all, everybody who has a healer's kit can heal in that 10 minutes, right? Um, in that 10 minutes, there are three of you with healer's kits, yes. Okay, so can we take, can we take 10 minutes to find with me? But can't you heal us all? In an hour. In oh, an in an hour, hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can do Ten that. Minutes, yeah. 10 minutes and three people get back seven health. Who is that going to be? 
Um, that's going to be Iggy, Jix, and... You know, I only get five, not seven. Uh, either Killian or Xan, or Killian's more wounded. I give it to Killian. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay. So, I bounce back real well. Although, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll heal you. You heal me. Um, Iggy. I'll heal oh. you and you heal me. Okay. Okay. So you'll heal seven and I'll heal five, which will get me up to max. And then you heal seven on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's 11. Okay. Great. Group's feeling a little bit better. You guys have taken 10 minutes. Those of you keeping an eye on guard, uh, don't hear or see any attackers. I will cast the, my main heal spell on Iggy again. Oh. That's going to be eight, uh, 13 more taking him up to max. Nice. Back off to full health, barbarian. As soon as Iggy starts to feel better, Idrisol just looks at him. Iggy, let's go find Chalk. No, let's go find that little bastard with the glowy spear. Let's go find Entropy. It's further in the cave. There was a little, the little one. Oh, I thought we killed them. Nope. Nope. He ran away. Uh-oh. Well, let's go get him. Okay. Iggy goes trotting off, Idrisil right behind him, and they head off further east underneath that ledge, deeper into the cave. I I mean, I'm at, I'm, I'm killing ghosts. Okay. I guess we go. All right. Xander's last. (laughs) Why did you turn to evil? Killian gives him a second concerned look (laughs) and makes a mental note to say some prayers for him and with him. And maybe have a fireside chat. Fire. The <laughs> the cave gets a more narrow and narrow and narrow as you keep going, and it uh, gets uh, still for, uh, big enough for you guys, but it's not this big vaulted ceiling type effect you've had before. It gets narrow, goes on for about 30, 40, 50 feet. It curves to the right. It curves a little bit to the left. There's a little side corridor you go down, but then it just dead ends to nothing. You head back. And it finally comes to an end, and it is a small chamber that rises up just a little bit. It's a little bit tall. It's about 30 feet tall. It's like a little, just a hole in this little hilly mountain. You can off in the distance, barely hear some thudding of uh, Chark causing still some carnage. You just can't hear his voice. And in this room chamber, you see there is uh, a couple more of those stalagmites. I think I'm saying correctly. Mm Uh, and around one of those is a rope that is uh, tied around it that goes to just off the center of this is a hole that descends down underneath with the rope. Uh, I want to go to the rope and just tug on it. You go to the rope and tug on it, and it feels loose. And the rope... Uh, yeah, yeah, feels totally loose. And it's knotted every few feet, you can see. Okay. Um, Just bring it up and wait for them to starve to death. Do that after I'm down there, <laughs> and I start heading down. And Iggy starts climbing. Is this the, is there no other exits in this? There are no other exits. Right. Well, I, can I look around the chamber to see if there's anything of interest, or is it just like a big hole in the center of a... It's oh. not a big hole. It's a smallish hole, big enough for a person to go down into. Um, but there's not much else in the chamber. You're more than welcome to make a perception roll. You might glean something. I have low light vision. I would hope to do so. Ooh, it's an 18. 18. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You said a perception roll? Yeah, it's a 25. Ooh, that's huge. 24. 
Um, you detect that there's absolutely nothing in this chamber whatsoever. Okay. I just head down. Good job! It <laughs> was great! I take a look around the room and see nothing, and I head down after Igglesworth. Ba- basic presumption is that we're looting the creatures on the way. Sure. Uh, did we anything to loot? On those guys, there was... One, each of them had a single gold coin on them. Uh, and there were one, two, three, four, five of them that you... That's one gold each, actually. That worked out. Be aware uh, that these gold coins were wrapped up in uh, like a, almost a medallion fashion. So they were, they weren't using them mainly as coinage, maybe some sign of prestige or something around their necks. Um, and they don't smell good. So trading them might be an issue, just FYI. Mm, I mean, you know, we can wash it. Okay. Um, is there, is there any imprint on these? Like, like. Uh, yeah. Make a society roll, my friend. Um, 13? 13, there's an imprint. It looks to be a some regal figure you do not identify. Okay. And Iggy, you are descending with Idrisil not too far uh, behind you. You are descending into a 50 foot deep, hugely wide cavern. So this is maybe a half mile wide, huge wow. cavern right underneath that in the center, direct center of it is a 50 foot rope with little notches, knots every five or so feet that go right up to the top where there is a tiny divity hole that you guys are now coming down into. Iggy, you are climbing and climbing. You start looking down with your dark vision. You can see there is reflective phosphorescent light off of some strange bioluminescent uh, flora here and there. You see beneath you is a ghostly blue ruined city below. You see towers made of stone that are at weird slants, almost like an Aztec type uh, architecture style. You see some ziggurat style buildings that have flat tops with raises up to them with different stairs. You can see there are um, huge avenues and pathways but you see no movement. There's no um, uh, manufactured light like a torches or lanterns or anything like that. It looks uh, quiet and forgotten. And that is where your rope goes. It is uh, moderately, that's pretty darn quiet. You can hear there is a little bit of a um, ghostly-ish breeze like going through the air. Does the rope go all the way down? All the way down. And ends in some broad intersection avenue. Okay. All right. As we're climbing down, I just uh, kind of whisper to Iggy, I don't like the looks of this. I don't either. Maybe we should go back up. I if we can't see him, I think it's a further track. Well, I want to at least get my feet on the ground and see. See, see, see what I can see. He continues down. You following him still? Are you going to follow your buddy? Yeah, cover I mean, or you reluctantly, I am. All right. Um, I, maybe we should use the spyglass. Was it? I don't think I can do it from here and I not mean, fall. Killian said he was going down. So. Jix, Zanner, you're up at the top. Where you going? Jix is going. All right, Jix starts climbing down the rope upside down as usual. <laughs> Zanner follows down. Behind. Okay. As soon as I 
get into the chamber and see the you city. You cut the rope behind you so no one can follow? Just to make sure. <laughs> but but I, I will absolutely go, wow! <laughs> you all hear that pretty loudly. Wow, wow, wow. And normally with this distance, uh, you would have to make some sort of athletics roll, even on a rope, but with these knots, everyone's totally fine. Uh, you're making your way down. Leading the charge is the dwarf Ignal Heavybringer. You clamber down this rope and your feet touch the ground. You are in an intersection of two wide avenues. It could fit three wagons abreast going one way and then you're at this intersection. So there could just, there's a lot of space. The ground is made up of very smooth, pale blue stones that are lit up by, again, this bioluminescent uh, flowery growths that have grown on some of the edges of these buildings. Definitely more on the walls off in the distance, so it lights them up a little bit more from behind, but you can make out uh, everything pretty well. Even you, Killian, uh, can see the, uh, the everything pretty darn well with your limited visibility. It is quiet. There is no one coming out to uh, attack. There's nothing uh, nasty along those uh, do, ways either. Do I see any like footprints? I'm assuming it's like kind of probably not well traveled, but do, uh, so looking for any signs of this this little this little bastard sure. we saw earlier. Make a survival roll. 17? 17. You see there are several uh, uh, marching sets of footprints that have come to this location. A whole bunch of chaos of movement right underneath this rope that scattered a lot of what little dirt and stuff is on this ground. But you do also see one set that has moved away at uh, some speed, a distance between the footprints that is head off to a building just off to the side of the avenue. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow those footprints. Okay, um, what you, would you like to do quickly to quickly gain, or do would you like to do stealthily? Stealth. All right. Uh, he goes stealthily. Idrisil, you have arrived uh, at this location as well. Um, the same description that I give you. The place has an, a general unpleasant odor that you've become all a little too familiar with. Yeah, as I'm. Uh... I get down and I touch the ground and I'm looking at the footprints that I finally found and then I look up to tell Iggy about it and I see he's already walking off towards that set of footprints, so I just follow him. Okay. But I do it with stealth. One by one, the five of you have arrived at the bottom of this rope. Hey, Badger Shield, this place stinks. Do something about it. Let's <laughs> get up my perfume and start spraying. Okay. Iggy, you are taking the lead still. You head towards this building. It uh, seems impressive. It has a statue of two uh, uh, tall soldier, almost Spartan-like warriors that guard the door, Uh, but they don't look menacing. They just look more regal and proper. It looks old, but it looks strong and secure, not crumbly or anything like that. Um, And you make your way up some steps and enter through a large doorway. There's no door, but it's like uh, just a perfect rectangle about 20 feet tall and eight feet wide of an entrance that you walk into. Um, and everyone else is falling behind. Do you guys want to do something different or go somewhere different? 
Uh, no, we're following. I, th- I mean, um, Killian's following. Uh, one thing I'd like to do, because everything is still blue, I will detect magic. Okay. You are now detecting magic. You, uh, I'll keep that in mind as you're going. Um, Jix wants to scoop up some of this flora, this bioluminescent flora. All right. Put it in his knapsack. Okay. Do you want to prep a uh, bomb or something or potion in your hand? That's always a something to keep in mind. Mm. No, you're good? I'll prep some tangle, tangled tangle foot. foot. All right. Iggy, you walk into a chamber that is a little loud with its echoing footsteps. You see your tracks are ahead, and this is a columned room with some antechambers off to the side. And make a 20-sided die roll that's secret that you don't quite know about. A 12? 12. You identify this as some sort of uh, old temple from some faith you're not familiar with whatsoever. Obviously, there's no one here. It's quiet. This does not appear in any way to be religious to the uh, creature that you're chasing in any way. Um, The structure, uh, again, appears uh, strong. There's no crumbling. There's uh, a statue of a uh, tall woman uh, gorgeous looking with hair covering half her face across the other side is a tall man. They kind of have like this welcoming, warming uh, hand gesture. They look very human, and uh, but you don't recognize them at all. Um, the place looks a little like our map that's going to appear on our screen. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe of the place that you're looking at. Uh, each footstep that you take make, makes a little more noise than you'd care to. You said you're being a little stealthy, though, right? Mm-hmm. Give me an overall stealth roll, please. 11. Idrisil, you were right behind him. Can you also make a stealth roll, please? That would be a 23. Okay. Uh, as you are stepping a little loudly, Iggy, a silent elven ghost uh, gently reassures you that he's right behind you with a tap on the sh- on the shoulder as Idrisil is right there. Um, and then you hear some sort of giggling and wow sounds from outside the mm. temple that sound slightly gnomish in nature. Um, and yeah, uh, you need to both make perception rules as well. We followed them at this point. Okay. Jix, he's following as well? All right. It's a natural one. <laughs> okay. You're, Thirteen. You're very silent, but you're oblivious to all. <laughs> I'm gonna use a hero Just point. Concentrating. He's put so his hard. hands over his eyes. <laughs> I can't be seen. But I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna just shake my head down and use a hero point. You it. rub your eyes oh. wow. with another natural, natural one. <laughs> okay. We retire this die for the day with no idea of what's going on. Idrisil, at the last second, you see a spear flying your way. This is no normal spear. It is lit up with magical light at the end. And it comes flying your way with a bonus to hit you completely surprised. It gets only a 10 to hit. Does not hit. Instinctively, the elf steps out of the way. The spear goes clattering back and you see that creature that you were following comes running out. It dives over the altar where it was hiding behind in the center of the temple, 
and it skitters a whole bunch of coins and objects that were across from it, runs across this old temple and comes charging at the two of you. The rest of your party come running in as well, and all of you can go, and we'll go with uh, Iggy and Idrisil first. I'm not even going to hesitate. I dodge, and then I run at this thing. Okay, you're charging at him? Yeah. Okay, that's an action. Now, what else are you doing? I'm just going to tackle it. Oh, okay. I'm not even going to take a spear. Make an athletics roll. A bow, yeah. No, I'm running at this thing. With a 22. Idrisil goes running, uh, frustrated by this craziness. You run and you collide with this creature. The two of you hit. You take two points of bludgeoning damage, but you have slammed into the creature, taken its breath out from it, and have it grappled on the ground. Yeah, I'm just punching it. Oh, you're punching yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just, I'm punching, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> okay. I ran and tackled it with a 22. I hit this thing. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. You then have hit it. You are on the ground. You're on top of it. Uh, that's your initial impact. Yeah. You can now make a strike with a plus two to hit. A punching strike. I'll be a 17. All total. right. That, and you are punching. Do 1d4 points of damage plus your strength modifier. I don't know if you have that up list action listed there, but go for it. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. 1d4 plus your strength modifier. I'll be a total of five. Wow, huge nice. hit. The creature is alive, but just stunned by it and squealing. Iggy, you have some actions. How far, uh, I'm going to run up to... They're about 15 I'm feet gonna away. I'm going to run up to them and uh, just poke him, just skewer him with, uh, with my sword. All right, it tries to roll the elf in the way, so you have to be a little careful. You get plus two to the attack, though. It's you know, that disadvantage for sure. Uh, 14. 14. You uh, attack, and that's with your plus two? Uh, yep. Uh, you miss. It gets uh, the elf in the way, and you can't get that strike in. You have one more action left. <sighs> um, I'll, I'll attack it again. Good luck. Six. Six. You miss again. You're stringing, and he's everywhere. They're just rolling around in this old temple, and you cannot yeah. get a hit. Behind you are your three friends. What would your three friends like to do? Jix um, runs over to the altar and begins to scoop up the coin and stuff that was scattered. All right. You run over there. You start scooping up coins. <laughs> Greedily, we have Xanar and Killian left. Killian, go for the spear. Yeah. Oh, that's right near the door. You pick up a spear. This spear is glowing with a magical white tip at the end. Killian will charge the creature with it. That is another action. You have one action left. You can attack the creature. Stab it. All right, stab away. 18. 18 is a hit. The spear strikes true. Uh, what is that? Spear 1d6 normally. Yeah, roll your damage. Uh, one. <laughs> that's not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> you do one point of measly damage and stab the creature. The creature uh, hisses at you and uh, then it back. <laughs> then looks at uh, this wild elf on top of it and looks at your face, Idrisil, and the creature panics and starts freaking out, uh, Idrisil and it lets go of you and is completely defenseless. 
and is trying not to get hurt. And is trying to like shrink away from you and your uh, repeated pummelings, but is not trying to uh, claw or bite at you any longer. I headbutt it. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, one more time for Xander. You didn't get to go yet. Uh, so uh, I, I, I back off. I'm, I'm ready in action. To, to do what and what's the trigger? So I'm, I'm looking, same thing that we did in the cave before, I'm gonna make sure that nothing comes in from the outside of the, of the temple door that we're in. So if something comes in that way, I'll, I'll attack whatever's at the door. All right, um, going back to Jix briefly, Jix, you have seven gold coins scooped up and in your hands and you are grabbing more still off the altar. Uh, it is a new round. I believe Idrisil was eager to do some headbutting. Oh yeah, he's getting make his teeth knocked out. Don't forget about gold for Carol. And this will just be. I don't have any modifiers. Just for roll and add uh, some. Oh, strength, I guess. Plus so nine. Strength plus <laughs> level plus two for being trained and punching. So. Okay, so that'll be eleven. Eleven. Uh, you headbutt. You miss because the creature throws oh, up its little claws, <laughs> and you just smack its claws. It's being totally defensive right now. I have two more actions. Yeah. Take out my dagger and stab it. All right, you take out your dagger while you're laying on top and you can stab away. Good. Ooh, baby, that's a 25. That's a hit. What's the damage? Dagger will be a d4. He only has three left. Four. Okay, (laughs) you plunge it into the creature's heart. It squeals and it dies. And the temple is quiet, except for the childlike giggling from the goblin in the middle, who's just won a Las Vegas slot machine. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like it knew you. He just remembered me. Jix, you have acquired a total of 20 gold coins that were sitting on this altar for God knows how long. In addition, you see there is a scroll case that got knocked off of the altar and a potion in a metal uh, little vial that got kicked off and hit the floor and did not in any way break. Four gold each, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Four gold each. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Jix. Uh, thank you, Jix. Um, Killian will take the scroll case for now. All right, you go over to the scroll case, yeah. and you see as Jix is handing out the coins, uh, You actually, you make a perception roll, and plus two because you're really not trusting of him. Uh, 24. You see that I have lied on Jix's behalf. Jix actually has 16 more gold coins on him. <laughs> You see, he's got it. He, like his pouch is waving. He's shuffling some extra into his pouch. He's handed out the uh, equal uh, amount. Ahem. Ah. And the uh, other 16 gold you have there, friend? This, this, um. For Karahel? It's not. It's, it's, uh, it's for Karahel, you say? No, it's, it's for the family of the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet. I will be glad to hold on to that until such a time. No worries, I got it. Mm, why don't we just spread it around? It's for the little girl. One for Carahel and three for the rest of us. I can't believe you're going to steal money from a little girl. 
As coins drip out of his pockets. So three each and one for Carol. Are you acquiescing to that, Jix? <clears throat> Where's my horse? It's uh, Edward's upstairs. I, uh... No. He makes the small figurine shape with his fingers. I don't like (laughs) the feel or the look or the smell of this place. We should probably get back up and uh, talk talk to our our giant buddy. Killian, make a perception roll and also plus two because you're not particularly trusting of him. (laughs) Um, Next for one. Okay. You do hero points? I am out of hero points. You're out of hero points. Uh, Jix, you, uh, unless you want to fight me on it, you uh, do agree to divvy up the coins, but you do one of those side hustle cash register things where you overpay him and you say, oh, no, give me that change back and blah, blah, blah. And you end up giving everyone their share of coins except for Killian. And he somehow thinks he got his fair share, but you end up with Killian's three coins that he was going to get. All right. And in addition, he doesn't see the extra treasure I have lied to everyone about that you have of this cool little uh, opal type gem that you also found that is in your pouch covered by these extra coins you have. Perfect. I'll go along with that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys are kind of listening to what's going on between Killian and Jix. And Xanner, you kind of stop and slowly turn around as you see there are five more of these creatures standing right behind you. They have spears out, but not pointed. And you see there are five more behind them just outside the entrance. Guys? I I already gave you your share, Janner. Thank you, thank you, Jix. Uh, I have something you need to look at though, guys. Oh, and turns around. And- you turn around, you can see little Xanner back by the door has these uh, five uh, troglodyte creatures there. They then lower their spears, ready to skewer them. I need, let's go ahead and actually have you roll. This might be important, Xander. Roll initiative. Uh, and good luck. 22. Woo! Nope, no, no, that's not a 19. Sorry, that is a 18. 18 total? 18 total. Um, that roll was weird. Hold on, it rolled weird. They have, oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know even why I made you roll, but I just rolled a natural 20 for initiative. Oh no! They, four of the five lower their spears as you're kind of turning around and pointing at everyone and they go to attack. The fifth one stops and barks in order and uh, they stop their attack. You turn around and back away a little bit and he points at the elf Idrisil. And as he does so, the four, three of the four uh, uh, cower down really low and get down on two knees before you, Xanner. And the fourth one who has his spear uh, throws it at the elf, Idrisil. Idrisil, you've been attacked with a seven to hit. That does not hit. He nervously throws it. It goes wide, almost hits Killian farther into the temple. The lead guy who told him to stop then stabs that guy with his own spear and stabs him and stabs him to death. And then he barks something out to the other five that are waiting outside. And those guys all drop to their knees uh, as well. 
Idrisil walks up next to Xanar and just looks at the leader. He drops to his knees and does not look at you. He's looking at your feet. Get up now. I'm talking to him. He does not move. I walk over to him and pick him up by the head. He rises up and is looking low and does not want to make eye contact. I kind of, while holding him, I move to the side and show him the body of the one that I just killed. Okay. And I point at all of his friends. Talk. He starts to speak and he speaks uh, the following interesting words that uh, are forthcoming. And does anyone speak draconic? No. He starts speaking in this kind of barkish, uh, but with a bit of a hispy language, sees no recognition, then starts speaking in undercommon. Does anyone speak undercommon? No. New. Common? No, undercommon. He speaks undercommon. No one, and and you guys can kind of hear that it's the language. Like, you know what undercommon is, but you can't understand what he's saying. It's not the Donda Biblioteca type thing. Uh, And then he just kind of lowers his head again and does not look at you either. No. 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 He's not speaking no at the moment. He spoke draconic and undercommon. Idrisil is going to throw him back onto the ground, frustrated. All right. He hits the ground and just lays there. He's got a spear in his hand, but doesn't do anything. He doesn't fight back. Yeah, he puts his foot on the spear and puts it to the ground. So his foot is just standing on the spear, just in case he, you know. They are very afraid of me, but he's not, (laughs) but just in case. Okay. (laughs) Idrisil, I have an idea. What do we make of this? I'm thinking we might be able to determine the original elders of this city, according to that statue over there, might have been elves, like you. And perhaps they don't speak it, but they may know gestures. They may know pictures. There might be something that we could point to, at least point to you and to the statue and see how they react to that. I would say wave them away. (laughs) Make it simple. Iggy? Let's get the fuck out of here. I, uh... Go ahead. I just wanted to know if you're going to ask me an opinion. <laughs> nope. Says Captain, <laughs> Captain Jingles with all the gold in his pocket. Yeah. I, uh, I, I crouch down in a squat and I look at this guy and I give him an intimidating glare. I don't have the skill for that or anything, but I give him a nice glare. And I just look at all of his friends and I just whisper at, I go up right up to his ear. Get out. He doesn't respond. He doesn't know what that means. I stand up and I just walk past him casually. All right. Towards the rope. (laughs) He does not respond and you guys head out the temple? I go towards the rope, yeah. All All right. I... I have the spear, right? Like carefully walking past him like yeah. the eggs and alien. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, I'll wait for them to pass and then I'll Your walk. friends, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll we, wait for them all to pass these guys while they're still. all the loot in the meantime, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jick sure has. Oh no. Uh, Xanner waits. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I, Xanner waits. I think, I think I can communicate with them. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And I want to wait to see if I can, if I can make a conversation at the end. 
Uh, I think we're at the end. It's just Xanar and Idrisil and these nine creatures. Uh, yeah, I'm just standing there and I look back at Xanar. Go. He gets them all lined up in a cone. You hear? You hear? They're all kneeling and still looking down at his feet. Yes. I'm going to reach down under so they can see my hand down below. I'm going to tap the ground twice mm-hmm. and point to his face. Then I'm going to tap the ground twice and point to the statue. Okay. Behind me. And I'm going to see if see what they see what they do. The lead guy lets go of his spear cuz it's being stood upon and he rises up from his feet and grabs onto your hand, Xanner, gently with his clawed thing, which you know does 1d6 points of damage and is an agile weapon. Um, he <laughs> grabs onto your hand and gently and starts to pull you uh, towards the entrance out of this temple and holds out a clawed hand towards you, Idrisil. And even though he's within range to grab you, he does not touch you, but he holds out his hand towards you. Like an ape. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna go with him. I uh, I cross my arms and I I give him a nod to go ahead. Okay. He continues to hold on to your hand, Xanner, and the three of you who left earlier turn around. You've been waiting and waiting. You're heading kind of towards the rope. You look back. You see Xanner is being led out. And by several of these creatures now are filing out and Idrisil is kind of following behind. Yeah, again, I'm behind all five of them. Okay. So there's no flanking going on or yeah. Uh, There's nine of them. There were five outside, four left alive inside. Uh, So they are, uh, nine of them are kind of in a huddle circle and they are pulling the leaders in the middle and he's pulling Xanner and they are leaving out the temple and instead of heading straight out towards that avenue about 50, 60 feet away, they're walking around that building and heading in a different direction. Can't let him go by himself. No, we cannot. Divine Lance comes flying. <laughs> Silly gnome. All right. Um, uh, Dix, Iggy starts following. You coming? Uh, sure. All right. We're going to trot back to catch up with the other two. All right. You fall in line. The creatures see you. Uh, Idrisil, you're still following that group, right? Yeah, but I'm keeping a very close eye on the leader holding his hand. You... I don't like him. Okay. (laughs) You get gently pulled. He knows something. (laughs) You get gently pulled, Xanner, through these streets. You go through uh, different... Uh, like home type areas, what may have been shops through a plaza or two, and all of them are empty. There's no one there. There's nothing there. Um, the only sense that these creatures are in this area is just the light permeable smell that's uh, is throughout this region. They then take you down a side ramp and head down some stairs into a uh, lower section underneath the streets of this ruined city and you are heading underground. Do you continue to go? Further underground. <laughs> yes, that's Even. true. Even. Uh, yes, I will continue. All right. The whole procession of you guys then go down and you are now walking in a subterranean 
uh, area. It's not a sewer, but it's a more of a maintenance type access. It doesn't look fancy. It's nowhere near as cool architecture um, that you see. And you are walking some distance and it opens up into a, a wider chamber that was some sort of cistern or water section that is now totally dry. And in there, you can hear a bunch of hissing sounds echoing in this tight area. And as you approach, you can see there is more of this bioluminescence uh, light coming from these um, uh, flower-like structures. And also from Jix's pouch still, I believe as well, right? You stole some? <laughs> yeah. And as you get closer, the little hissing sound grows loud. And then you hear some barking noise from the guy that's gently holding your hand, Xanner. And ahead, all of that hissing stops. And you get closer and closer and it gets brighter and brighter as you enter this larger bioluminescent chamber. And within, you see there is a layer of these creatures. There are probably 50 of them that are here. There are small uh, hut-type things they've put together. There are little uh, matted bed-type things. Um, they have some uh, fires that are uh, cooking some stuff. It's very primitive, nothing at all like the stone stuff you've seen out there at all. And all of these creatures are agitated. They're hissing again once they start to see these foreigners come in. When they see you, Xanner, being led in, several start going, ah! And like six of them start running towards some weapons that are stashed against the wall. And uh, the whole group starts being brought in and it's looking pretty bad as about five more are rushing in with just their claws ready to tear you apart, Xanner. What would you guys like to do? What happens when Idrisil walks in? Nothing. They still get their weapons ready? Oh uh, yeah, there's just chaos and pandemonium. What does the leader do? The leader is trying to bark orders and he cannot be heard over them. Oh. And he is trying to make some sort of hand high motion. And there are still some spears. A spear gets thrown and hits one of the circle of these reptilian things that was around you, Xanner, and it gets wounded. And uh, of the 50, there are now maybe 15 that are agitated and quickly swarming in, really upset. Idrisil picks up the leader. You're going to pick him up. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty beefy for you. Oh, I thought it was like a goblin size. No, he's bigger than that. He's about five foot tall. Oh. I, uh, I walk next to him. With my free hand, I will raise it up in, up in the air, let it glow completely red, and put a ball of fire in, in the middle of my, of my hand. Okay. I, I know I'm holding it high, which means it's like four and a half feet up now. <laughs> All right. But, but, but that's, that's what Xander's going to do. It's, it's just to, to hold the fire up and just to indicate that there is power and perhaps uh, not so much intimidate, but indicate that I'm here and peaceful. Yeah, they see a red fist of fire appear, and then on the other side of the guy, they see a blue shield appear, kind of at my elbow, my cantrip shield. Um, Xanar, you started with fire. Make an intimidation roll. Mm, I'm going to use a hero point for that intimidation roll. All right, re-roll. You must take the second roll. is a little low. Yeah, 17. 17. The chaos uh, stops for a moment as they see this flame being held by some sort of magic. 
and I didn't quite catch Idrisil, what you were doing? Uh, I just, uh, I see his flame raise in his right hand, so I raise my left hand and my shield appears. Okay. My blue cantrip shield. Uh, make a roll for me of unknown type. That's an 18 with no verif- with That's no modifier. pretty darn good. Uh, I do need to know the total result. What is that as a performance roll? Uh, 22. Wow, that's unexpected. With your shield raised up, you draw attention and several of the more aggressive ones stop and they uh, drop to their knees and then some others look around confused. They drop to their knees and like almost some sort of weird wave-like effect, all 50 of these creatures (laughs) drop to their knees before Idrisil. And Uh, all is quiet. You can hear the flickering of a flame off in the distance, the flame that's in Xanner's hands. The only ones that are standing are protecting you in this circle. Your friends are right behind in this sub-subterranean area. And only one rises up of these creatures. He rises up from the middle. He is larger than the others, a little older than the others. And he walks up and across and is making direct eye contact with you, Idrisil. Yep. And he comes up and says something in a language you don't know, boldly says it. And as he does, Jix's ears picks up because he just spoke in Noel, a language you understand. Oh. And we will stop there for tonight. Oh. oh Our heroes rescued and joined forces with Chark, the hill giant, with the promise of later being taken to the Swamp Witch. They charged into a lair of lizard primitives, slaying any who stood in their path, before finding a rope descending down into an underground city. This old city of smooth blue rock had long ago been abandoned, but was now home to the lizard people. Being viewed as threats and possible gods, the heroes were led deep into the lair of these lizards, getting even further from the witch and the missing girl. Thank you to Alistair, Jeremy, Tim, Chris, and Seth. Thank you to our sponsor, the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. Want to hear after-show audio, character creation, access maps, suggest quest ideas, more behind-the-scenes audio, and show your support for the show? Well, drop by patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. Your support there will help keep the show going strong. What do these lizard people want with the heroes? Why do they live beneath this abandoned city? And will the heroes ever find the missing girl in the hands of the Swamp Witch? Until next time.